G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Have you ever wished you could start all over again? Well, in a way you can. Because 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Behold, all things have become fresh and new. It's a spiritual reset button. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie explains how we can have a clean slate before the Lord. You don't have to be crippled by your past anymore. You can put it behind you. You too can have a new beginning. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. If our lives are filled with guilt over the things that we've done, we might wish that we had some kind of good old etch-a-sketch for regret and we could, you know, turn it upside down, give it a shake and see all those regrets disappear. Well, on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points out that the Lord will allow us to leave our past behind. When we come to Him, He'll give us the clean slate that we long for. Our lesson today comes from a study of how Moses led God's chosen people into the Promised Land. back in our World Changer series and the title of the message today is A New Beginning for a World Changer. How many people here would like to have a new beginning? I think we all feel that from time to time. Yes. Well this is a message that talks about that. You're going to turn to two passages, Hebrews 11 and Exodus 12. You know, for me it's always a great thing to start something fresh. Uh, You know, the first day of spring. I love that. I love it when with our watches and our clocks we spring forward, you know? I hate it when we fall back because all of a sudden it's like dark at three o'clock in the afternoon and you know, you lose all that sunlight. It's like getting a whole new part of a day when we spring forward. I like the way everything looks after it rains. Even people with dirty cars (laughs) get a car wash on that day. Or if you're an artist, I like to sit down with a clean sheet of paper. I just met a professional cartoonist who's a Christian and, and we were visiting for a while and we had two pieces of paper and he had a bunch of cool pens and we're just drawing back and forth. It was so fun. You know, when you're an artist, you love to do that, a blank sheet of paper. And also what's great is a second chance after you have failed. And I would also add the end of a great trial where you can have a fresh start or a new beginning. That's what we find before us here in Exodus chapter 12. Moses, the world changer, was about to change the world for the captives of Egypt, the nation Israel. He was gonna lead them to a new beginning and a new land. And the way he did this all was by faith and that is the theme of Hebrews 11. It's great men and women of God who had courage, and took risks and changed the world around them and they all did it 
by faith. And so we read about Moses in Hebrews 11 verse 25. It was by faith that Moses commanded the people of Israel to keep the Passover and to sprinkle blood on the doorpost so that the angel of death would not kill their firstborn sons. But you see, before this was gonna happen, Moses himself needed a new beginning because he had crashed and burned. But God gave him a second chance at the burning bush. You know the story. He killed the Egyptian. He went into exile for 40 years. The Lord spoke to him and recommissioned him to service again and gave to Moses and ultimately to the Jews a new beginning. The problem was Pharaoh was not cooperating. Instead of releasing the Jews, he dug in his heels and said in Exodus 5-2, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice and let Israel go? I don't know the Lord, nor will I let Israel go. Oh yeah? You've got your God? Well, I'm God. And I'll take God on. Wow, careful now what you wish for. Because if you get in a fight with God, you're going to lose. And this is what was going to happen to Pharaoh. Careful what you wish for, you might get it. I've told you the story before of a couple that were celebrating their 35th wedding anniversary and it also happened to be their 65th birthday. So a genie appeared, true story, <laughs> and offered to each a wish. The wife said, oh genie, I love my husband so much but I've always wanted to go to a beautiful island in the South Sea. My wish, genie, is that I would be with my husband on a white sand beach looking at the aqua waters. Poof, there they were. Husband's going, wow, this thing works. So he thinks about it for a moment. He looks over at his 65-year-old wife. He says, Jeannie, my wish is I had a wife that was 30 years younger than me. Poof, he was 90 years old, so careful. <laughs> These things can backfire. <laughs> How many of you have heard that joke before? Raise your hand. How many of you liked hearing it again? Raise your hand. How many of you want me to use that joke again in the future? How many of you want me to use it in the same message? This message, use it again. Really? I'll try. But that's kind of weird. So God gave to Pharaoh chance after chance to release the Jews. No plagues, no judgments. He said, Moses, just go in there and say, let my people go. Well, Pharaoh rejected that. So the Lord brought judgments. Ten plagues in total upon Egypt. They included lice and flies and bugs and spiders and frogs and hail. And now the Pharaoh knows he's outgunned or outplagued. So he tries to get Moses to compromise. He tries to deceive Moses. And he says, all right, Moses, go ahead and, and go worship the Lord. Just don't go very far. Moses says, no, we gotta go three days journey. All right, all right, go worship the Lord your God, but uh, just leave your children. Moses says, we're not leaving our kids. They're coming with us. All right, all right, go worship the Lord your God. Just leave your animals. And Moses says, listen, not a hoof shall be left behind. You get nothing. And he made a clean break with the Pharaoh, just like we need to make a clean break with the devil if we're gonna follow Jesus Christ. But the Pharaoh still was resisting. So the Lord's gonna bring one severe judgment on him, the death of the firstborn. Now this might seem harsh, cruel, and even extreme on the part of God. But for all practical purposes, the Pharaoh decided his own fate. How so, you might ask? Well, Moses warned Pharaoh that he would be treated the same way he treated the Jews. If not, he would reap what he sowed. 
God said in Exodus 4.22, Say this to the Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, so I say to you, let my son go that he may serve me. But if you refuse to let him go, indeed I will kill your son, your firstborn. God was very direct. Look, this is my son. You let my son go, we're good. You don't let my son go, then I'm, I'm coming after your son. So he was deciding his own fate. He was gonna get a taste of his own medicine. Jesus said, with what measure or judgment you judge, you will be judged. And the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. So Pharaoh drowned the Jewish baby boys and now God was gonna drown Pharaoh's army. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, USA. And the tensions are reaching a breaking point between Moses and Pharaoh. We're about to see God's unfolding plan to protect the Jews. It's a message called A New Beginning for a World Changer. Now God gives instruction for the celebration of the first Passover. The Lord said, go three days journey into the land and you're going to have Passover and here's what it's all about. Exodus 12 starting in verse 1. While the Israelites are still in the land of Egypt, the Lord gave the following instructions to Moses and Aaron. From now on, the Lord says, this month will be the first month of the year for you. Announce to the whole community of Israel that on the 10th day of this month, each family must choose a lamb, a young goat for a sacrifice, one animal for each household. If a family is too small to eat a whole animal, let them share with another family in the neighborhood. Divide the animal according to the size of each family and how much they can eat. The animal you select must be a one-year-old male, either a sheep or a goat, and no defects. We'll stop there. So they were to offer to the Lord a healthy young lamb or goat, and then they were to sacrifice that animal, and they were to take the blood of the animal and put it on their doorposts. So imagine uh, a doorway right here. They were to take the blood from the lamb or the goat and put the blood on the left side, put the blood on the right side, and put the blood on the top of the door. Now what does that remind you of? Jesus hanging there on the cross, the crown of thorns pressed on his brow, nails driven through his right hand and his left. And this is what Passover was pointing to. It was pointing to Jesus Christ. And really the Old Testament is pointing to the New Testament. It's one revelation from Genesis to Revelation. There's not an Old Testament God and a New Testament God. It's one God and all of those Old Testament types and sacrifices all pointed to Jesus who would be the fulfillment of them as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. You know, people often misunderstand the ministry of Christ. They think he was like, you know, the original hippie or something. He came to give flowers out and get everybody to sing Kumbaya and give beautiful teachings. But then something went horribly wrong. No. He came to give, yes, the greatest teachings ever given. He came to perform miracles, sure, but really the real reason he came was to die for the sin of the world and be the Lamb of God who would bear our sin. And that is why Scripture tells us that he is the Lamb slain from the foundations of the world. 
Which means before there was a planet called Earth and a garden called Eden and a couple known as Adam and Eve, a decision was made in the councils of eternity that God Himself would come to planet Earth and be born as a helpless little baby in a manger in Bethlehem. Then He would live a perfect life and then He would die as our substitute on the cross and His precious blood would be shed. So what does Passover mean to us? Number one, the Passover is a new beginning, if you're taking notes. The Passover was for them and for us a new beginning. God starts by making this a new beginning for the nation of Israel. Verse two, this month will be the first month of the year for you. That'd be like us saying today, we're starting the year over again because it hasn't gone so well. Now that's what God was saying. We're starting the year over right now. This is a new beginning. This is when it begins for you. Have you ever wished you could start all over again? Maybe in your marriage. Maybe in your relationship with your children or with friends, someone you've fallen out with. Well, in a way you can. Because 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. All things become new. Or as the Weiss translation puts it, which is a translation from the original Greek, it goes as follows. Anyone who is in Christ is a creation new in quality, the antiquated, out-of-date things which do not belong to the new life in Christ have passed away. Behold, all things have become fresh and new. You don't have to be crippled by your past anymore. You can put it behind you. I love how the Lord just said it starts now. It doesn't matter what time of the year it is, it can all change because of the blood of the lamb. Number two, the lamb they were to kill was to be the very best. It was a lamb that was to be chosen and carefully examined, according to verse three, with no defects. In other words, don't bring a sickly animal. Bring the finest, the strongest. Why? Because we should give our very best to God, right? Heard about an old farmer He's very stingy. He was a churchgoer. And he said to the preacher, I just had two calves born. I'm going to give one of them to the Lord. The pastor said, which one? He said, I haven't decided yet. So a week passed and one of the calves got very sick and it died. And the old farmer showed up a day later with a dead calf draped over his arms. And he said, preacher, I have bad news. The Lord's calf just died. <laughs> oh, it's dead. Might as well give this one to God. And that's what we often do. We give our leftovers to God. If Jesus Christ showed up at your house today for lunch, would you give him leftovers? Oh, Lord, welcome. Hey, we got some food here. Devil's food cake. Probably not appropriate. Uh, <laughs> here, just eat this old burrito from three days ago. No, he would make a feast fit for a king just like Martha did when Jesus would show up in her home. But often in life, we'll give the Lord the leftovers. Oh, would, oh yeah, right, right. We're supposed to pray. Well, it's prayer. Oh, I read the Bible. I'm doing so many things. I'll get to that eventually. Oh, give my finances to the Lord. Well, I don't know. I, I don't really have any money left. No, that's why the Bible says bring the first fruits of your increase. You do that first. Put God first and He'll bless you. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. What you'll eat, what you'll drink, what you'll wear. Put God first in your marriage and you watch how it changes. Put God first in your finances and you watch how they'll change. Put God first in your relationships. Put God first in your career. Put Him first. Give the best. He gave His best to you. That's what the Lord said. Bring your best. 
Pastor Greg Laurie with good insight from today's study called A New Beginning for a World Changer. And next time we'll have some more insights on Passover and how it relates to our walk with the Lord right here in the 21st century. Be sure to tune in to A New Beginning same time tomorrow. But before we go today, here's Pastor Greg once again to close today's message. You ever watch that show on TV called Fixer Upper? I like that show. Chip and Joanna Gaines, and they're Christians, by the way. You probably knew that. And they'll go to these old homes. It seems like most of them are in Waco, Texas. And uh, sometimes it's a young couple getting their first house, or it might be a retired couple, uh, and they'll go and, and look at this old house and give them choices. Which one do you want? And they'll pick one of the homes. And then you know, uh, Joanna, who's an incredible designer, comes up with these amazing plans and, and then chips the builder. And so they work together. And then they do the reveal. And they'll take that old home. And in front of it, they'll have a giant photograph of the way their home used to look. And then they'll get on each side and pull it apart for the great reveal. And there's a new home. And you can't believe it's the same place. And then they'll show you what they did and they'll flash back to the way it looked before. And it seems like Joanna Gaines is very fond of shiplap. She uses that a lot, you know, which is sort of a white paneling, which does look great, I have to say. But uh, so it's a whole new thing. God can do that for your life. Say what's messed up and it's broken down and it's falling apart. It can become new and fresh in Jesus Christ. You too can have a new beginning. If you'd like a copy of today's full message from Pastor Greg on CD, just get in touch with Vision Christian Store. Search A New Beginning for a World Changer at visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-005011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.